0: Hello, this is Wine Blast. I'm Susie Barry. He's Peter Richards. We're both masters of wine and we happen to be married to each other. And this episode is about how to buy wine.
1: Such a big topic. Um, something we're asked about all the time, understandably, I think, um, because, you know, everyone wants to get it right and not waste money and time. Um, you just want to end up with something delicious delicious. That's I don't know, you know, just right for you for mm-hmm. your occasion budget, uh, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah I mean on and, which I mean, on which maybe actually also sorry to finish that point maybe also have a bit of fun while you're at it. Yeah,
0: why not? Uh, on which note, <laughs> I do get the feeling though that that sometimes people think we live in this sort of magical world mm-hmm. where we're just given free wine all the time and <laughs> never have to actually buy the stuff. Yep,
2: yep. Um, because yep, that that, the, that
0: does come up quite often, doesn't it? it, 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 it when really we talking does, to people, yeah,
1: fair enough, you know, and and it. And it it's almost as if our house floats on a lake of free wine. You know, It's, almost, we're, it's, like, it's like we're paddling as I speak through <laughs> Chateau a Motif
0: Montrachet. <laughs>
1: I mean, you know. So there is some truth in it, isn't there? And I think it's good to address this. You know, we do get free samples sent to us all the time mm-hmm. for, for tasting, and sometimes we feature those bottles. Um, yeah, you know, and we go on press tastings where loads of bottles are opened for us to taste, or go on press trips or we travel around tasting wine. You know, it's just part of the job. We, we couldn't do what we do effectively if. if, if we had to buy every bottle that we tasted
0: but equally you know we, we buy a lot of wine um, we really do buy <laughs> a too much, lot of not wine. Too much wine I mean most of the wine we drink though we, we buy you know usually yeah. admittedly yeah. Because we've tasted it at a tasting and we really liked it, mm. but that means a lot of the wine that we talk about here on the podcast and beyond is stuff we've bought and mm. from a pretty wide range of retailers, I'd say. I mean, we we shop around. I do shop around? We're don't fickle.
1: We? We, we, are, we are fickle people. I think it's pretty normal though. I think most people do that. It's a healthy thing to do. Um, you know, we've also. I think it's fair to say got a pretty good insight into this wider topic because, you know, I've only recently finished chairing the 2021 Decanter Retailer Awards. Um and and the results of that are just being announced, which yeah, is indeed very exciting uh, and this show's timed uh, to coincide with that in yeah. a fit of uh, you know, in a fit of actually making things happen at the right making time, it happen, which making is it happen. Rare, rare, now, but
0: rare. But just going to the Decanter Retail Awards, that that yeah. was a lot of work, wasn't it? Yeah, you I saw know. The, you saw I the know there was a lot of work went <laughs> into that. You saw the fallout,
1: yeah. I mean, it was it was just spending day after day, you know, poring over all this info from retailers of 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 all kinds in the UK as to what they've been up to over the last year, um, then discussing it with my you know brilliant team of judges um, to come up with. What is, you know, I, I, I even though I say it myself, you know, an amazing set of shortlisters, uh, runners-up and winners. So, you know, all of this together made us think um, this would be a good time to get into what, you know, are the latest trends in wine retail, mm-hmm. what you should be looking out for, how to buy wine in, in just the most effective way, how, you know, how to shop smart, as yeah. it were.
0: I mean, we should clarify right, right from the start that this episode is about buying wine to drink, not invest. Mm. You know, that, that's a whole... Different ball game. Yeah, um, I know yeah. your Decanter Awards. You know there is a an en primeur category. Yeah,
1: there is one, yeah. Um,
0: but but here we wanted to keep the focus of this program all about buying wine to drink. Mm-hmm. Um, that can be fine wine just as much as everyday wine, but just not buying to invest or or make money from yeah, it. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I think this is a really interesting time to look at this. Your Covid has totally changed the way we shop uh, and the way that shops sell to us. Um, I think we've all seen that. But, you know, there's also a whole load of other dynamics going on that are making this issue fascinating uh, at, at the moment. So, you know... As we emerge from from the pandemic, from lockdowns, uh, we're also gearing up now for Christmas and New Year, you know, traditionally the peak time for wine sales. So we thought it would be worth taking a fresh look at, at all of this and, and throw in a few wine recommendations at the end, too, by way of cherry on this particular cake.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> and anyway, we, we thought the best way to go about this was to use the results from the Decanter Retailer Awards as a springboard to discuss broader points about wine retail, which, to be honest, I think are similar pretty similar across many parts of the world, aren't mm. they? And yeah, yeah. um, we'll be hearing from two brilliant guests, Paula Tisch of Vindenista, a small, single independent wine merchant in Acton with a unique approach to selling wine. And then also Pier Paolo Petrassi, head of beer, wine and spirits at Waitrose, one of the UK's smaller supermarkets, but which has always had a real focus on wine and is obviously part of the John Lewis partnership.
1: Mm, yeah. So we're going to be talking about lots of things from, you know, discounts to uh, virtual events, service. Thirsty friends come up, mm. which is very interesting. Kegs, cans, bagnums. Bagnums, <laughs> bagnums. bagnums. Which, are, which are magnums of wine in a bag. There
0: Fair enough. Can, if you didn't says know. It on the, says it on the um, tin as and it And we're well. also
1: touching on wine shortages because, you know, in our interview with Pierre Paolo, there is the following newsflash.
3: We will definitely not run out of wine at Christmas.
0: That's the main thing. I mean, who needs petrol? <laughs> anyway, we do. Let, let's we need just, petrol just, and wine. We, we need, to, <laughs> need petrol to go and get our wine. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not if we buy online. Anyway, let's start at the beginning. You mentioned COVID has changed wine retail. How so?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, one of the first things to say is that it's been a busy time for wine shops. You know, if we dial back for a second, you know, when people ask asked which said do regularly what's happened to wine sales and consumption overall during lockdown there's an expectation everyone's been going crazy and and drinking loads but that's not really the case you know if you look at the figures they seem to show that overall consumption has actually declined the OIV figures said it's been the lowest uh, consumption globally of wine since 2002 and that's you know that's quite a big dip surprise isn't it it really is and it's it's partly because restaurants and bars Mm. couldn't operate normally what we call the on trade uh, couldn't operate normally during lockdown you know and that accounts for about half of wine consumption in normal times in the UK you know but what has happened is that that people have bought more wine through shops as a result
0: yeah so it's been it's been a boom time for wine retail but but how have things changed
1: yeah yeah, yeah I, well I mean I guess it's partly been a sort of rapid acceleration of trends that were there before, but just got fast forwarded things like online, for example, you know when lockdown happened even Though wine shops were deemed essential services here in the UK,
0: I love that. I do love that. Sorry, we just said that they we weren't essential our screwed services on in some ways, haven't we? Not
1: always, <laughs> you know. Um, people just didn't want to go out, or just wanted the convenience of shopping online. So you know, online boomed, and, and retailers who didn't have efficient online operations had to get one fast. You know, and many of them did, often with a click and collect. Yeah. It was, you know, people people innovated quickly. They, they, they moved, changed, I,
0: th- I, th- I think you shifted. had some. Did you not have some facts and figures about? That? Always have
1: facts and figures. Got to have for some FNFs? So we had some facts and figures. Peter's um, the uh, The Economist had an article about how consumer habits, general consumer habits, not just wine. Not uh, specific to wine. No, no. have undergone you know, a dramatic shift over the last 18 months. Apparently from late 2019 to March 2021, spending on services was down by a fifth while spending on goods held up, which means people were buying things online rather than, than services, which you do more in real life. Mm. You know, according to the UK's Office for National Statistics, share of retail sales made online, again, generally, has risen from less than 20% before the pandemic to nearly 30% now. So it's just accelerated those trends.
0: Mm. And I mean, and so what else has changed if we think particularly about wine, though?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean... It, Clearly, it's, I think it's been a time to try new things and see what sticks. You know, there's so much innovation been going on. Things like uh, virtual or online events obviously boomed, uh, giving bored people stuck at home things to do. I know mm-hmm. they gave us mm-hmm. things to do, not that it- we were bored particularly. But, you know, they've also <laughs> driven sales at the same time for retailers. Yeah. Um, another thing is our newcomer category this year was fiercely fought. You know, all this kind of disruption and uncertainty seems to have created openings, I guess, for, for a whole new breed of, of of brave wine sellers you know to, to come on the scene so,
0: so this is a good time to be buying wine
1: yeah, yeah yeah weirdly um you know i think there's just a lot of healthy competition now there going on so you know lots of new kinds in terms of, of innovation exactly you know, yeah, yeah. exactly you know uh, um you know think companies are engaging with people in so many different ways now um you know i remember it used to be in this competition that the supermarket category was the one that you know, that's when we left to the last. It was always the most exciting to judge. The you know the most hard fought, and the the results were always the, the, the most anticipated in that category. Yeah. You know, now it's so much broader than that. You know, online retailer, virtual events, sustainability specialists. These are the exciting things now, and that's that's really interesting. You know, I've 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 chaired this competition for. Nine no. years now, really, nine I think. Years. Um, you know, and this was by far the most exciting set of entries I've ever seen. Really? Know? Yeah, it really was. Partly because that's great. You know, it? we've talked about how how retail sales have 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 gone up, but there was just there was no hint of you know profiteering. People were being quite the opposite. They were being supportive, charitable. You know, engaging with local communities and staff and customers in a way that was just really. Uh, you know, wonderful to see. Mm, mm. Okay. Anyway, it's well, us, we'll, yeah.
0: we'll let, let's let's I think now get into the specifics yep, and and, yep, yep. and our first interview, um, which is Vindenista. Uh, I, small... I think it's pronounced
1: Vandenista. Oh, Vandenista. Yeah, Vandenista. Oh, Van. But you know, Van. I mean, you pronounce it how you want to.
0: You, I might got, be getting you, it wrong too. You, you say tomatoes, I say tomatoes. <laughs> I say Vin, and I'm, I'm I'm from Yorkshire, so excuse me. <laughs> okay, Vindenista sounds like something yes, my my mum would say. So Vandenista. Does that mm. sound more? Well, that sounds very. That very sounds a bit French. Maybe it's Who knows? Anyway, Vandenister is mm. a small independent wine merchant. Um, as we've said before, they're in Acton, West London. Now they only stock 150 wines, but they have a hybrid model whereby you can go in and simply buy a bottle of wine, but you can also drink wines by the glass or mm. bottle. Mm on site. Now owner Paula Tisch describes it as a shop with a drinking option on top. Mm, Like that.
1: And they also do do fun stuff like wines in cans and and, and bagnums, which we've mentioned. uh, you know and (laughs) refillable I just love the word. uh, And (laughs) refillable bottles from from wine on tap. Mm -hmm. Um, they also organise their wines and this is interesting by style and occasion not by country. Well, that's
0: something we did at the Wine Festival, of course. Yeah, we did. Mm. Yeah, we did. And it worked really well, didn't yeah,
1: it? It did, it did. So follow your taste, as we called it. Um, so to won the London Neighbourhood Wine Shop Award at this year's Decanter Retailer Awards for, 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 for small operators. And, you know, I started by asking Paula what advice she would give people looking to get the best quality and value from an independent wine merchant.
2: I would say an open mind, is always a great start. Um, If you go in thinking you only want to buy French or you only want to buy Spanish or you're only going to buy this, um, in a shop like ours, which is fairly small, we've only got about 150 lines, sometimes we can't uh, offer exactly what you're looking for. But what we can do is maybe offer an alternative. Um, And I think that's where independents come into their own.
1: Mm. And so offering alternatives, that, that, that assumes a conversation, you know, advice really.
2: It does, but also um, on our Tasty notes, every bottle has a tag. And we do say, um, if you like a Malbec, try this. Uh, if you like a Rioja, try that, because not everyone wants to have a long, deep conversation in an independent. You know, Some people do feel that um, they don't want to engage because they're a bit nervous and that's fine.
1: Now, you make a big point of organising your wines by style and occasion rather than by regional country, which is the traditional way of doing it. D- don't people get lost? I mean, how does it
2: work? Buying wine on countries is um, a, quite an old school way of doing things, given that, winemakers um are doing so many different things in, in countries like if you if you if you just buy wine from argentina you pick one off the shelf what if you've got a uh, criolla pice that's really light but you don't know that um if you're buying a white rioca you may get a nice old school one you may get one from Viura but you may get one that's mainly sauvignon you're going to have a bit of a surprise so i think it's um a way of uh or kind of putting it into occasion and into taste um I think is a better way for us because I think most people when they come in we ask them about what style of wine what do you like to drink Mm. um and that's always a good and normally people they might say Malbec but that's a Malbec or Rioja, that's code for I like something rich and I like something smooth um and I think that's where we play well i think it's harder in in a large supermarket because you just don't have people to explain it and it's a good shorthand and it makes sense because that's what most people ask us for mm. i'm having chicken tonight i'm going around to a i'm going around for friends we're having friends round tonight we actually do say well how much would you like to spend um and sometimes they'll say well, not much because these friends don't care about wine. And that's fine by us because we've got some good, you know, we call them the thirsty friends. We've got some, you know, some good bankers that you can just open pour and enjoy. Nothing special, nothing complex, just hugely enjoyable. And you'll enjoy drinking them as well as your friends.
1: We've all, So friends to impress and thirsty friends we've all got friends like that haven't we I'm sure but you know why should people shop in a small independent merchant like, like you rather than for example just go to the supermarket which is easy or place a big online order I mean I think that people sometimes fear that going to a small independent merchant means it's going to cost them more for example or it's going to take them loads more time
2: and you You know, I think we we made a clear point never to compete with supermarkets. We can't. Um, We don't just look for rock-bottom wines that we can put on the shelf to hit a price point. That's not where an independent like us plays. Um, We look for really good value wines. And the hardest part of my job is choosing, I would say, choosing the under-12-pound wines, because they've all got to be wines that we drink and we enjoy. It's not going to be there on the shelf because that is a good price and we just don't care. We take a lot of care selecting the the, the more value wines, but also I think it should be an experience. It's about service. Um, We we know people, we get to know their tastes. We can make recommendations on what they like. Um, We can steer them away from wines that we know they absolutely won't like. Um, I, I think it's personal service in an independent um, and in a single independent, because we are a single independent, we aren't, um, you know, we haven't got several shops. I think that's where our strength is as well. Mm. We know people, um, you know, when people turn up and they've forgotten their card, we will say, if we know them, Well, you can come back and pay later. Obviously, if we don't know them, we won't say that.
1: I was going to say I'll be popping around quite soon. Then uh, it sounds like wonderful yeah. terms. So you also do uh, refills uh, with wines on tap. Uh, talk us through how that works. It, you know, sounds great from a sustainability point of view. But what about sort of quality and, and, and shelf life and that kind of thing?
2: We buy them in kegs, and you do get quite long shelf life in that in in the kegs, um, as we know because we um, had to shut off our kegs. We stopped doing. Um, refills during lockdown because we also got the kegs for our house wines to pour when people wanted to to drink in and so we had a bit of a gap a few months gap when we actually didn't use them and then we went and retasted them and they all tasted fabulous which was really really good news to us and it just proved that kegs actually have a really pretty decent shelf life Um, the benefits i mean we don't we don't go for necessarily the cheapest of the cheap you are saving maybe 60 pence on a bottle. We worked that out because we actually took uh, a wine that we normally have on the shelf uh, actually we had it in keg as well and there was about a 60 pence difference which isn't necessarily a massive saving but you are bringing back the same bottle the whole time um, and so a you are getting some savings but on a sustainability point of view you are not using up that glass it's about sustainability and um, people buy their glass their bottles from us we we actually we don't take anyone any any old bottle because we actually have a measurement in there, so we actually make sure that people have their proper 750ml or 500ml. We do a slightly smaller format, and we do them in Grosch bottles which have a really tight cap, and I've obviously Tried out how long they last, um, and I would say if you keep the cap on, you can get two to three days out of them.
1: And tell us about your bagnums and your cans too.
2: Are they are they proving popular? The bagnums we've sold um, probably pretty much since we started um, back eight years ago, um, and they have they, they again. There's premium wine in there, um, and we've built up a big fan base for those. And we do um, we do sell them. The rose goes um really well in the summer as you can imagine because they're portable they're great for picnics um they're great people take them camping they take them to um concerts um and events where um you're not allowed to bring glass bottles in Mm. uh they go really well because they're a portable format and people know the product inside is good cans are i would say still very embryonic um they haven't quite caught the imagination of um The customer, or at least our customers. And I know I've been chatting to some other independents. And they, they feel the same way. I think there's a lag. I think they will take off. Um, I just think at the moment, there's still the oh my God, it's in a can um, barrier. And also, um, 250 mils in a can looks like a really small pour. Um, so it's trying to get people's heads around that. We do one brand at the moment, and it's uh, AA Horse. seriously good juice in the cans for a can and the price. Um, and I think once people get their heads round. Um, that it that you can pour it out of a can you don 't have to drink it from a can, and if you only want to share a glass of wine with a friend, um, they are a really good alternative mm. uh, you get you get two one two five mil pour so I think it 's not just a sustainability thing it 's also Um, You know, drink moderation. You want to have a bit, you want to have a, you want to have a glass of wine, but you don't want to have, or you want to have two glasses of wine by yourself or you want to share it with a friend. Really, really good format for that. So I hope to, I'm not giving up on them. I hope to increase the range. I think a lot of money has been invested in them. There's a lot of very, very poor product out there, though. I've just been tasting a lot recently, and there are some horrors out there. And I think that is also going to be a bit of a barrier. But mm. we're going to get there, and I do think it will be a format that takes off.
1: Final question. Which, which countries, regions or brands do, do you personally look for when it comes to getting the best bang for your, for your buck in, in wine terms?
2: I think I always like Austria. I think Austria has always provided really good wines. Um, Austria doesn't do cheap wines, but Austria does really, really good wines. And if you're going to spend, um, I think we start probably about 13, I think 13.95 is is, is, um, where we start. I think you can get just really, really good wine from Austria. If you like silky reds, um, you know, there's Beigelt, Frankish, You don't have to spend a fortune. Um, to get a really, really good experience. I also think looking slightly outside <clears throat> popular regions, um, you often get a good bang for your buck, uh, wine that I'm very fond of. It's 1095 and it comes from Navarra and it's just, and it's got a bit of age on it. And it's just seriously good for people who want to, who want to Rioja, maybe an old school Rioja, but also people who like Bordeaux, And that, I recommend that a lot because it, the label's great. It's very old, it's old school. It tastes good. Um, and it's really good value value for the money. Bulgarian Pinot again under under 14 pounds. You can't get you cannot get a good Burgundian Pinot for that. You can get Burgundian Pinot for that money, but I, it's not something that I would personally I would personally drink and I wouldn't want to sell to customers. Um, so I think it's just looking at, at you know being prepared to try slightly outside maybe a popular area or a slightly different country um you know a different country um portugal again i think people think portugal at the cheap end you always get good value and you do but also even at the premium end you can get some really really good wines from portugal where you might get some fairly mediocre wines from somewhere like burgundy
1: sounds delicious and very very sound advice paula thank you very much indeed for your time
2: thank you
0: And I guess independent wine merchants won't be for everyone. Some people just want to buy and get it done with and move on. But they really can offer great advice. Also more quirky wines, both at the expensive and the good value level.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's worth remembering for those But. But those two things aren't they? You know, they're not mm-hmm. often given credit for having good value wines. Often they have fantastic value wines. They do wines. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I think people often ask us as well. You know, what should I buy? Which is an almost impossible question to answer. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, our advice is often, you know, talk to your local wine merchant because that's what they do best, and yeah. and they will be able to find the right wine from their range. To suit your taste and your budget. It's, yeah. you know, it's a personalised service.
0: I mean, yeah, because to be fair, you know, the more you get into wine, the more you realise it's about working out what you like and why. And mm. then which options suit best. And, mm. and smaller wine merchants can be brilliant in helping you start down yeah, that absolutely. road of, of understanding your own absolutely. taste. You know, in
1: that sense, you know, organising wine by style and occasion is great. I absolutely love that. You know, um, I think more people should do it, particularly at this level. You know, yeah. it doesn't necessarily work in supermarkets and, and some have tried it, haven't
0: they? Yeah, think, they have. Supermarkets are difficult, but, yeah, you know, in, in that the, in sense. That but sense. I, you know,
1: I think where you have advice on hand, you know it it really can
0: work yeah and I, I I mean to be honest though, I just also love the hybrid model where you can buy, but you can also drink in mm, I mean it's, great, it, isn't it? it's not entirely a new idea, but it's definitely on the up, and I think more people mm-hmm. as we're saying should do it because it, it's a brilliant way to discover new things without having to commit to mm-hmm. a full bottle, which may or let's face it may or may not be to your taste um yeah, it's yeah. also really it's really sociable um, fun, isn't it? uh, you know which which I think we all appreciate right now uh, oh, no. Anyway, all this is leading up to the fact that mm. I popped into Wilding recently, a, a new hybrid chain which won your Newcomer Award. So I went along with a bunch of girlfriends to see what the excitement was all about. This is such, um, such a great place, it really is. And So we, we came in, um, it's, it's just buzzing with, with life and with people. Um, and um, and we, we've already ordered um, frosé. We we ordered every aperitif there was except for the non-alcoholic one. So there was some um, Fino with uh, salted nuts, well, truffle salted nuts. Um, We had a frosé, we had a port tonic. Where do we ever get that normally? And um, also a a cremon, an English cremon with some uh, English cassis. Um, but also there's a whole load of bottles of wine here to choose from um, I've actually gone for a Gaia assertico just because it reminds me of, of being in Santorini and having the most delicious, delicious wine that you could ever wish for so I love this place, it's really, really nice um, it's very friendly, it's got a great atmosphere um, there's not much to dislike about it really beautiful, as I'm standing here, beautiful lampshades, so yeah Anyway, that's not the most important thing, Uh, but it's fun. It's lots of fun, and uh, there's lots of large wine glasses about to go to our table, so I'm going to go, but great place, yeah.
1: Lampshades and (laughs) frosé. Good God. Good God. This is what happens when you hit the town.
0: I was having fun.
1: Oh my word. <laughs> Dear listeners, I, mean, I, I fr- can only apologize. No, it looked <laughs> like fun. The photos looked like fun, I'll tell you what. Oh, it was, I do it love the sound fun. of the, um, the Fino. Was it the Fino with the uh,
0: truffle salted nuts? Oh, oh my word, that sounds good. That was really good. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll leave that one with you all because and, and, that is just heaven. And
1: the wine on tap sound, sounded fun too, didn't it it, it, Did it? it was It, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, and it works
0: well. Yeah. You know, we had a refillable bottle that they just filled up from the tap. I mean, it was initially a bit weird, I'm mm. going to be honest. And okay. I, I did actually Why? question whether we were being given the right wine, um, poor that, waiter. That's, you, that's just because you're contrary, um, isn't it? Because, I, because I'm what? Nothing. Mm. Anyway, but, I'd, you know, because, well, it was served to us from this clear glass bottle um, yeah. without a label or a cork or a screw cap or whatever. But our waiter, you know, was very patient and um, and reassuring. Um, you know, and he explained that they, they fill from the from the tap from the keg your of problem? the wine. didn't did, well, it to come thought, differently. I, I don't know. I, I I sort of hadn't got my head around the fact it was coming from a tap and therefore this bottle I sort of oh, expected yeah. it still to be in the right bottle somehow which was ah. mad. Whereas uh-huh. the bottles are all um particularly wilding bottles I think they've yeah, got yeah. a little red well, that logo makes sense, on them. It, for the refill, yeah. it does it does. I mean let's oh. face it. It's obviously a really sustainable option. You know you mm-hmm. do need people I think to have the more expensive and exciting wine as well as the house wine, you know which they did. Yeah, um yeah, that's, that's and important. and then it'll work Properly, But, but you know, that is increasingly the case anyway, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think
1: so. And more and more people are doing it too and doing it well. So it's, it's great to see. You yeah. know? And I, I think it kind of probably sits alongside that trend for people to invest in enomatic machines, doesn't it? Yes. Which, you know, keep the ones that keep the wines fresh so you can buy it by the glass, you know, even from a really posh bottle, for yeah. example. Yeah, it's just know.
0: a different way of doing it. I yeah, like, and that's, really. that's
1: definitely been a, a sort of really notable trend lately in, in hybrid venues and beyond, you know, one definitely, I think, we totally endorse. Absolutely. It, so I mean, nice it's absolutely.
0: It's a great way to try a small glass of something that you probably wouldn't be able to afford a full bottle of. Yeah, um, or yeah. just, or frankly, just try something totally different and yeah. new that you don't know whether you're going to like or not. But, you know, mm. if you have a small amount, that's fine. Mm. Anyway, any other tips you've got looking um, at newcomers or, or independent merchants at this stage?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think Paula's point about an open mind was was really well made you know you can find some brilliant bargains some brilliant wines you know if you're open to suggestions, you know, and, and, and some of the independents are also fantastic specialists, you know. So, if, you know, if you like English wines, you can check out Grape Britannia. See what they've done there.
0: Where are they? You know?
1: uh, they're in Cambridge. Okay. Um, they won our English and Welsh Wine Specialist Award. You know, amazing range, totally passionate kind of evangelical owners. They don't just do loads of brilliant sparklings uh, and still wines, but they also do things like orange wine, natural wine, you know, Charmat, Petnat, Carbonated, Nouveau style mm-hmm. wines from England and Wales, you know, which, which is a fantastic Range and that kind of thing can be really rewarding yeah, to, yeah. to get stuck into.
0: Any any others you'd cite?
1: Yeah, well, there were quite a few, probably too many to probably mention. Many, but yeah. um, you know, we gave awards to Batten Bottle for Italian novel wines, great uh, shop in the Southwest for Central and Eastern Europe, Carringtons for Rhone museum wines for South Africa. You know, and then places like Highbury Vintners and Cambridge Wine Merchants and the Worley Wine Shop, uh, a perennial. Favorite, But, you know, you know, wherever you are in the UK or the world, there will be independent wine merchants waiting to help you, you know, some with unique specialisms. And, and they won't survive if we don't support them. I think that's a really important point to make.
0: And it's hardly a chore to do so, <laughs> given how many, how many good wines they offer. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we wanted to shift focus now to the other end of the spectrum, didn't mm, we? Yeah, to yeah. the supermarkets. Uh-huh. Now, whether you like it or not, most of us shop in a supermarket, Mm -hmm. so why not buy our wine there too? Now, I chatted to Pier Paolo Petrassi, head of beer, wine and spirits at Waitrose for the last 11 years, and he's a fellow master of wine, Mm -hmm. um, one of three MWs actually in the Waitrose buying department. Mm -hmm. He he was joined by his lovely dog Luna, who you might hear whining gently, um, (laughs) oh, how appropriate, whining gently, in the background. (laughs) Um, But I started by asking him how to get the best value and quality in a supermarket like Waitrose.
3: I expect to be able to blindfold any customer in the wine aisle. They simply reach out and anything they touch will be good. And and I suppose within that, you have to accept that there's value and value for money. And I suppose we would always seek to give the best possible value for money, um, no matter what we're selling. And you have to also accept that customer expectations and tastes vary hugely from customer to customer. But... As long as they know roughly what they're buying, I would expect our Pinot Grigio to be both typical, good value, good quality, consistent and reliable. And the same would go for any other style of wine that we sell.
0: And because people, I mean, obviously do often need quite a bit of advice or would like some advice when, when it comes to wine buying. How do you get around that in the supermarket setting? Can you offer that?
3: It's, it's quite, it's difficult because... I mean, you and I are used to looking at that wall of wine and being able to decipher it quite quickly. But to the average consumer out there, it must be like being thrown into a cockpit of a 747 and told to land it. It it must be so confusing. So you use all the tools at your disposal from the stuff that's not immediately there at the point of fixture. So publications, um, online content. um, We obviously have beer wine spirit specialist, we have about 300 of those. So not quite one in each shop, but almost. Um, and then you've got to try and use your signage at the, at the um, on the shelves as well. So we'll try and use as many descriptors as we can within the relatively few characters that you have. And obviously fine wine that requires a little bit more explaining, um, tends to have slightly bigger, what we call shelf barkers um, that talk about the wine to say something about the provenance so that the customer knows what to expect.
0: Now what about the uh, the thorny issue of of offers and discounts and uh, bog offs you know the buy one get one freeze? I mean how far can we really trust them it is claimed that these kind of offers are really just cynical ploys on the part of retailers who price their wines artificially high to begin with and then in order that's in order to discount them um, to their real price and um, obviously they're rather duping their customers in the process what's Waitrose policy on on offers and discounts
3: so we've seen a move definitely over the last um, decade where discounts have become much shallower and you can't escape the fact that unlike countries that are larger scale producers of wine Wine isn't something that the British customer would naturally put into their basket. It's a discretionary category. It's a little bit like confectionery, effectively. It's not something you need for your weekly shop. It's a treat.
0: Do you think that's still the case? You you think that's still the case? It's still a treat. Wine is
3: now the most popular drink um, in the UK, but it is definitely a discretionary category. And the difference it makes to a to a retailer is that it knows that if it offers good value for money on wine then it can persuade a customer to cross the street and shop at that retailer. But it's not typically something that every shopper puts in their basket. In fact, I would argue that the majority of baskets in supermarket shops don't contain wine. So it's less than less than 50 percent penetration in virtually every retailer. So you do need to persuade the customer in some way to get them to to pick wine up. You don't have to discount everything. Um, but it is definitely one of those things that drives what we call footfall traffic in, um, in, in, in retail. So I think we've moved to a position where I think the discounts are much shallower. And that's probably been driven by the big four supermarkets, Tesco as the Sainsbury's and uh, Morrisons, seeking to become closer in price to the discounters. So they have uh, adopted more of a, what we call an EDLP, everyday low price um position on um on wine but discounts is definitely if you didn't discount you would not sell as much wine so customers still expect to be tempted by a discount but i haven't seen a bog off in the industry for a long 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 time those were cynical they were never worth the full price but they disappeared a few years ago
0: so the buy one get one free model really isn't going to give you good value however the everyday low price or a lower price generally um you would say would offer you value
3: yeah absolutely absolutely because what the what these um what the retailer is trying to do is tempt you into the shop and they certainly won't be able to tempt you in unless what they were offering was competitive or even better than the market so um, it's a good place to start you know you would always want your customers to be a little bit more courageous than you're just shopping the aisle end or just the offers and i think the um the more sophisticated wine customers probably do a balance of both or seek out value in a slightly different way. But for those who are less experienced, and let's be fair, it's probably the majority still, um, an offer is a way of starting the journey to understand what it is you're going to buy.
0: So for getting the discounts, which countries or regions or, or brands do you personally look to if you if you want to get the best bang for your buck?
3: I think the, there's no two ways about it. The really famous regions... Um, Trade on their fame and the demand for those relatively limited um, appellations or regions means that the prices you pay tend to be a little bit higher. That's not to say they're poor value, but they tend to be a little bit higher. So, aiming for those regions that are becoming better known at the moment, I'm personally really excited by Portugal. Um, I think there's some incredibly exciting wines. South Africa inevitably offers brilliant value. Um, If you look at specific grape varieties, I'm always very excited by. Uh, New Zealand, Pinot Noir. Um, There's a lot of great value in South America. Um, So there are lots of areas to look at, um, as well as, you know, those newer areas in Europe, Italy's islands or Puglia, um, definitely Spain away from Rioja and Southern France. Southern France offers brilliant value.
0: And do you think um, for all the bad things we've had from the pandemic and the lockdowns, the fact that you have gone further into virtual events i mean i think you had your your drinks festival online this year or last year um do you think that has allowed you more so then to introduce people to the the visiting virtually a a winery that they would probably never have even bothered to to well they certainly wouldn't have gone necessarily in person but wouldn't have done virtually either
3: i I i think so and it and it took it really took us by surprise susie it was um we sort of decided to do it on a slight wing and a prayer with no choice, really, because we couldn't help hold a, a an event in person. And it really surprised us, the number of pe- the customers who were very pleased to sign up, who were happy to go and buy bottles, who tasted with us online. And we've seen it across all drinks categories, but it's been a real surprise, a revelation. And it makes makes me wonder what the future looks like. Exciting, but I think the future almost appears to be a blend of the virtual and the actual um, as we work through the fact that COVID-19 is now endemic um, within within our our, our society. So I suppose it's opened our eyes. It's a bit of a silver lining, if I'm honest, because the customers who have um, accessed these events have obviously really enjoyed them. And it gives us hope that we can, despite the challenges we're currently going through, continue to inspire customers in that way.
0: Uh, Right. Perhaps the most important question of all, the question on everybody's lips right now, with HGV driver and petrol shortages, are we going to see wine shortages at Christmas?
3: So the situation is changing all the time. And we had, you know, the Ever Given, that huge container ship that was stuck in the Suez Canal. I know that we had upwards of 30 containers on different ships that were um, behind in the queue, trying to get through the Suez Canal at the time. And I think we've been hit by challenge after challenge after challenge since that. And we've been working incredibly, the whole industry has been working incredibly hard at trying to resolve all of that um, as we've approached Christmas. And we've just been hit by driver shortages and fuel at the moment as well. So a lot to deal with. But I'd also say that... Having seen this coming, we have accelerated our build-up of stock and we will definitely not run out of wine at Christmas. And I think the benefit of having, in the case of Waitrose, a very, very big, a big range in, in most of our shops is that if there are any exceptional gaps on shelf, if you look slightly to the left or slightly to the right, there will probably be a wine that fulfills the requirement. that that, that you're looking for so the the industry will not run out of wine will there be some gaps there might be but we're definitely trying to to mitigate that the pressure is on but to answer your question I don't think we will run out of wine we're pulling out all the stops to avoid
0: that you heard it here it's not going to be a booze-free Christmas thank goodness pierre Paolo, thank you so much
3: my great pleasure thank you Susie (laughs)
1: So, no need to panic buy just yet. No Christmas shortages. No, apparently there. not.
0: No, no. no. no although, although New Zealand shortages yeah, are possible, as we true. as we yeah, heard. That in is in episode. the news a little
1: bit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. we did hear. What was that? Uh, the yeah. New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc episode. Mm, mm. yeah. I and mean, it's it's now popping back up. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, you know, you might,
0: yeah. you might not get your New Zealand Sauvignon, but to panic uh, Kiwi buy. Savvy.
1: Panic buy New Zealand Sauvignon. Don't need to panic buy anything yeah. else. Anyway, mixed messages from us too, <laughs> as well as the government. But, yeah, you know, the supermarkets do do a good job, don't they, with value and reliability yeah, i suppose those yeah. are two core strengths and 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 you can get some good offers if you pick and choose what kind of offer you go
0: for yes yeah i mean i think you know what what we would always go for is the when there's a 25% off the whole range wouldn't we yeah, rather than yeah, the yeah. bog offs you know buy yeah. one get one free is and, not yeah. good but as pierre palace said you know they don't really happen anymore mm. or hardly ever mm. but i think the 25% off means whatever wine you love you can buy at 25% off yeah. that's got to be yeah. good value hasn't exactly. it then really exactly. good value
1: but um you know you, you, you talked to him about own label didn't yeah, you? We, we did, did talk we didn't talk about have time own label. to feature that. Um,
0: no but i mean it is it is often a good option for people to try new things um and he said and i quote they at waitrose put in a disproportionate amount of effort to ensure it's consistent reliable safe mm. Mm. and he added that they're not just for good versions of the classic styles, you know, like Chianti Rock and Malbec, but also increasingly they're using their own label to to tempt people to buy things from off the beaten track, which mm, is great too.
1: Mm, mm. It was interesting to hear about discounts too. You know, he he didn't say they're doing less of them, did he? No. <laughs> just
2: no. that they're shallower It's very diplomatic.
1: Yeah, you know, I think so many wine sales in supermarkets are still made on discount, aren't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, whether people I then just get used to buying on offer. where mm. you know, and that's a flaw in wine's model, mm-hmm. isn't it? But anyway, I mean, it's not often the producer's fault. It's often the retailer uses it as a way to get people into store. In store you yeah. know, was he said? He said? He said if you didn't discount, you wouldn't sell as much wine. Um, yeah. People still expect to be tempted by a discount. Mm. That's that's one I think that's up for discussion.
0: Yeah, I think that that's that's another episode, isn't mm. it? Mm. Um, but it was interesting. He admitted bog-offs were cynical. Yeah, yeah. You know? no, that was so, good to just so yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, as we said, the way we do it, we just wait for a whole range discount, twenty-five yeah. percent off, where you know the wine you want and you can get it cheaper than you usually would. And mm. and I think maybe then buy in sixes or twelves, get them to de- deliver to your home. Yeah, that's um, a really good point. Um, you know, because. Yeah. Because we love to see how a wine develops, don't we? You know, so if you've got half a dozen bottles or even a dozen if you love it, f- brilliant. It's a great way to buy, for example, champagne, isn't it? Yeah. You know, even if you buy a, a non-vintage, if you buy six or, or 12 and just see how they develop. Open one when you buy them, open one another couple of months later and just over time, just couple see how months. they develop. <laughs> a
1: couple of months, Between a couple champagne. of nights, <laughs> a couple of minutes.
0: <laughs> but, uh, I mean, yeah. Or, you know, buy, buy Magnums, never mind Bagnums, buy Magnums, yeah. you know. Godchildren, presents, special years. I mean, they make the best presents ever don't they really they,
1: they really do I mean
0: I, I would say and I'd argue better than port you know fizz ages really well and, who doesn't, and everybody you know, loves everyone, it everyone
1: wants to open a yeah. bottle of fizz for a birthday yeah. they don't necessarily An want old, to open a bottle of you know of
0: a, a, a vintage year would be so good, amazing so a good tip
1: there another good tip on, on wine buying you know and, and um, to go back to Waitrose they didn't just win the supermarket category at this year's Decanter Retailer Awards but they were also runners up in the champagne and sparkling wine category so uh, that's relevant to what we just discussed uh, and the England and Wales category too you know I think obviously different supermarkets um, are good at different things. Some better at wine than others, but you know you can pretty much always find good things wherever you are in the world, in whichever supermarket, from you know Aldi to Costco to Tesco to whatever. And the best way to shop. That wine is, I don't know, worth keeping an eye out for reviews or tips mm-hmm. uh, from someone you trust. You use an app like Vivino, you know, whatever. These are big ranges to navigate. And they it, are, it can yeah. can be helpful just trying to find yeah. a way to make it work for you.
0: And actually, waitresses have also been running a lot of online events over the, uh, you yeah. know, I think, over 200 this this past year. And that's also something we wanted to touch on, wasn't it? Because it's a great yeah. way, again, of learning mm. about wines and maybe working out what you might like. Exactly.
1: Finding a way to, to, to try before you buy in a supermarket setting if they are doing it events you know as shows do so you know this was a really exciting new category uh, uh, this year at the Deganta Retailer Awards the virtual wine experience it's a bit of a mm. mouthful but you know to recognize what retailers have done to kind of engage people to, to, to keep them entertained and, and of course to help sell wine you know so many different kinds of, thing of uh, things have been done. It's just great to see. It's it's definitely worth looking into if you haven't already. A good way of, as we said, trying wine and just having a bit of fun. You know. And do without, you think these things are leaving, still you
0: know, happening? You they know, are still continue, happening. even though we're kind we of were obviously judging a period, easing, a period of yeah. a year yeah. Um, yeah.
1: last year, but you know, they are. And just look out for them. You know, I mean, Naked Wines have had their thirst, thirsty Tuesdays, uh, which were from <laughs> Lathwaite's did a virtual did their virtual vintage wine festival. Yeah. Um, Vineteca had their wine workouts. Oh, And the online wine tasting club was absolutely bonkers, uh, but fun. Yeah. Uh, and they even invented a new packing machine to send out small bags for tasting samples uh, to stave off bankruptcy. And that's the way they got through the, the, yeah. the lockdowns. Well, and it's just a great story. Yeah. But uh, in the end, it was the Wine Society who won that particular category. And,
0: and why did it they? Very hard what, for. what did they well, do?
1: I, mean, I think they realised pretty early on they needed to be proactive. I mean, they have a reputation of being a bit old-fashioned, but uh, well, less and less so. Because I think what I, they're doing yeah. online and with things like virtual events. I think that's unfair. Exactly. You know, they, I don't know Maybe old-fashioned is, is the wrong but, word. Yeah. But they've been no, around for you're a long right, time. Yes. And they just maybe they're job.
0: established anyway. and you yeah. know it's hard to see them as innovative as and, well but you they, know, really they have are. a very
1: engaged online community yeah. and so they, they i think they realized they needed to capitalize on that and do things for people and and they just ran low they worked really hard they ran you know over 160 virtual events over things like zoom and instagram and youtube um i think nine thousand nine and a half thousand members clocked on thirty-eight thousand registrations hundred and twenty five thousand views on youtube you know Whoa. these are pretty good numbers yeah. for wine aren't they they, they? Are, they, and, are. they just made a big effort and, and and clearly they're pretty well connected of course too aren't they yeah, you know, yeah. uh, with the people they work with on their own label brands and stuff like that. You know, they, and and the yes. people they sell. You know, they they had great people on, like jean guillaume Pratt and Sam O'Keefe and Hugh Johnson and Veronique. Son- I mean, it's just yeah. you know, it was it was they did a really good job.
0: The I wines, think. wines literati, but they but they didn't. They also win the overall award.
1: They did, yeah. I mean, they won quite a few other awards, uh, including best large online retailer. So you know, in the end it was hard to argue against them winning the Outstanding Retailer of the Year because, you know, that's what they are. <laughs> you know They've got great prices. They're often much cheaper than elsewhere. Good value, good service, you know, great range. Um, and I think this was something we wanted to mention by way of overall general advice, wasn't it? You know, don't be afraid to join a wine club. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Because it can be worth its while in the... Absolutely.
0: I mean, you can buy it, frankly, as a as a present for the the wine lover in your life. Um, mm. But you know, do you I have think a it... wine
1: lover in your life? No, definitely not. <laughs> not clearer than five. Deary me, <laughs>
2: wouldn't, wouldn't dream Nothing of having one trouble. of those. It might even make you do a Be podcast. Mad. I mean. You know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I'm being serious. I think I think the wine club does suit some people. Um, yeah. Well, quite a lot of people yeah. know that it yeah, does. Yeah. You know, you Especially get to be part people. of a, a bigger, bigger community. You get access to great wines. Um, I suppose this also ties in with subscription plans, which I think mm. the Wine Society do a fair bit of. Yeah, I think um, they've
1: got one called Wine Without Fuss, which I think is a great name. It's a it good name. It's it? yeah. what, <laughs> what you, want, what you isn't it? want, isn't it? No they?
0: fussing, just the wine. Um, but they but they didn't win that category, did no, they? No, they didn't.
1: No, a subscription wine club uh, award, which was different. We went to an intriguing company called uh, the Little Fine Wine Company. Oh, uh, now, we do know the owner. We do uh, know Vicky the owner. Yeah. Clark. Oh, I'm it, so pleased that you won that. Exactly, That's it's brilliant. A, just a brilliant business. You know, uh, they specialize in half bottles, but, and not very many of them, but they've got just an outstanding range. Um, and funny enough, you know, apparently the half bottles worked really well when it came to sending out bottles for lockdown tastings, too. <laughs>
0: that just makes total sense, exactly. doesn't it? Although, yeah.
1: apparently, at yeah. one stage, uh, I think Vicky found herself packing all of these. Hundreds of cases up in, in her flat because her warehouse just had to shut down. Oh, God. Now but, that know, is, that's you, commitment. Do what that's you need to do. True know? commitment, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, um, I think it is. Yeah.
0: But I think generally speaking, the subscription plan model is, is one that does seem to be quite popular right yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: think it's, it's one that's well worth considering in terms of how to buy wine. You know, if you want the hassle taking out things and you just, and you, and you, and this is important, you trust and rate the retailer that is important you know it's a great way to have a case of wine delivered regularly try new things but not not to have to worry about it you know but I, yeah we definitely would say check the terms and conditions uh, a good subscription plan should be totally flexible you should be in control and they should have good customer service so that's almost worth checking out before you sign up yeah, yeah. You know, and definitely don't sign up to anything you're not 100 percent sure about
0: no no okay so anything else to flag up
1: yeah yeah just one final thing really and that's um, majestic um you know This was, I think it's fair to say, one of the best wine warehouse chains in the UK, but it just went to pot. Um, for a few years, when it was owned by Naked Wines, so there's no really other to way of saying a point it, you know. But it's under new owners now, and and, and it's just looking back on form, um, it's, which it's is looking really good, isn't really it? Really exciting. It's I mean, so it, much innovation, and that's there. why it won the national national wine retailer award, uh, among quite a few others, actually. So they've they've revamped 65 percent of their range. You know, the biggest overhaul in their history. They knew that they, they, they knew they needed to turn things around. Brilliant, and they and have, they've done know. it. They've done and, it, and, and and it's not just that; it's they've got some, you know brilliant initiatives on the go you know um, including their diversity in wine scholarships you know which have already attracted apparently around 50 students uh, who, who were sponsored to do their wine and spirit education trust level two um, qualifications and have been sort of encouraged gently to start careers in wine if they want to which is, is brilliant
0: and you met some of them the other night didn't I you? did
1: yeah that was really really fun I did come home a bit later than planned <laughs>
0: <laughs> it does happen. So, this um, was at the Majestic Tasting? That's
1: right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, you know, it was one of the most, I think, I don't know, fun, exciting tastings I've been to in a long time because, you know, you had this bunch of people coming in to taste who were clearly super talented from a whole range of backgrounds and professions. Um, just you know brought together by by well a passion for wine i guess and, and, and majestic so, I mean,
0: this, these the this is the the people who've done the they won, the, they're the, the, the scholarship winners who've yes. done the qualifications. so as well as all the other people that would normally be at this tasting yeah, there this was, the, there was, there was this an influx bunch, of, oh. of
1: of of bunch of you know of, of new faces and it was just wonderful to see and to and chat they're to not them.
0: necessarily in the wine trade no, no. some
1: of them have, have started in it but actually lots of them aren't at yeah. all but they they they're keen to and that was one of the criteria for joining mm. are you keen to you know and is there something have to work at majestic I mean, it's, it's a really amazing yeah.
0: initiative. But, but you know, wine
1: desperately needs more diverse voices and outlooks. You know, so it, it, it seems like this initiative is really starting to make Change happened. There are other things happening, but this is one. But it's quite tangible, and it's just great to see. You know, we need more of it. Yeah. But I think it's worth saying kudos to Majestic for doing it. And and, and I think they're going to advertise for more applicants soon for their third wave. So if that appeals to anyone listening, you know, do look, look out, out, for, out it. for
0: that. Absolutely. Mm. And they, they've also got a fun sustainability initiative going on with them um, with yeah. cork, haven't they? Their cork, cork right. scheme. So they they this is where they encourage people to bring in corks to their stores where they've got their cork banks, mm. and then they ship them off to the e project um this massive biodome in cornwall if you if you're not familiar with it mm. where, where they are used as mulch for the plants i mean it's such a brilliant idea mulch isn't brilliant. it
1: i love mulch um i know I you also love, love mulch corks, though. You know, love though you think we should, we should take mulch. all the corks that we have in the house that i think we'd overwhelm them
0: to Majestic. I yeah. thought you were going to say, try and make them into mulch. Um, I think Majestic will do it a lot better than, or, or the Even Project will do it a lot better than we can. Yeah, no, we should. We should. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, no, we need, need to hire a dump truck. We need to hire about five of, it, yeah. of their cork banks, frankly. <laughs>
1: yeah. um, you know, so so it, it's a scheme in association with the Portuguese Cork Association. And I think the aim is to recycle over one million corks per year. So it's... That's it's, it's at scale. That's good, you know, and it's it? a, just yeah. a brilliant idea, isn't it? I think more shops need to do things like this. It's imaginative. It's just something a bit different. And I think sustainability is such a massive challenge for wine in general. Wine needs to engage with it on lots yeah. of different levels, retailers included. So, you know, our but green... that
0: sounds like a, such a simple option. Sorry i, know, I know, it's just one, yeah. It's just
1: little things. Lots of little things can make change happen, yeah. can't they? So it's great to see that happen. Um, you know, and the Venorium in Kent, uh, who specialise in Australian wine but have a good list, you know, they won our Green Champion Award. And they've Really addressed, you know, this sustainability issue, sustainability, sustainability in a serious way. You know, going carbon neutral, mineralising travel, even the owner does some beekeeping. Um, But you know, it's it's lots of people are doing good work. It's great to see. Yeah. It would be lovely to see more of it yeah. as well.
0: Yeah. Right. So it's probably time to wrap things up which yep. means we need a wine recommendation and I think we've got two haven't we a bit of a bonus indeed. addition here. Yeah.
1: Indeed. So 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 one is from uh, the runner up in our national wine retailer award that's Tanners um, and it's a white wine with a difference isn't it it's it is the Croatica um, Gražvina 2020 from Slavonia uh, in Croatia it's, it's 9.95 so it's under a tenner and it's just really lovely it's full of apple fruit and just really easy drinking isn't it. And a
0: bit different. A bit different. You know, put we that need that Table, yeah. yeah. And the other is from Majestic. So we're back at Majestic. And it's the Root Catalan Rouge 2019, which is lovely. It's a it's a peppery, plummy, juicy, savoury red, you know, sort of think winter stew kind of territory. Yeah. Um, and it's Brilliant value. It's 7 99 when you mix six, so you can't really go wrong with that, can go,
1: you? Don't forget, you can find all the info about the Decanter Retailer Awards in the latest, I think it's the november edition of the magazine, uh, and also on their website, decanter.com, and their social media feeds, which are at decanter and at decanter awards uh, on Instagram.
0: Now, if you haven't already, do join in our fun and potentially very worthwhile English wine giveaway, mm. which we featured in our last episode, English Wine, Now What?, All you need to do is give us a rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. Then let us know that you've left that review and you will go into the hat or the wine bucket to win six medal winning wines from the WineGB Awards. The deadline is Sunday, the 17th of Mm. November.
1: So that's our last piece of advice, isn't it? It is indeed. If you just won all our giveaways on this podcast. You might never need to buy wine again. <laughs> Thank you to Decanter, also to Paola Tisch and to Pia Paola Petrassi. And of course, thanks to you for listening. Cheers. <laughs>